Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast which discusses common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. I'm Matt Miller. And I'm Matt Henry. So we are going to talk about the coronavirus simply because everybody else and their mother are talking about the coronavirus. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what kind of a graphic we'll do for this. Just some virus or something. Who knows? Who cares? Anyhow, unless you've been living in a cave or under a rock somewhere, you know about the coronavirus. And if if you are one who's not heard of it, then you're not listening to this podcast (laughs) in the first place. So we don't really care. Um, What we want to do is just say, okay, we're pastors. Uh, What kind of a simple response uh, should we give regarding this situation. And so all you're gonna hear are our thoughts. We're not gonna get into it in depth. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that we would tell our people in our church. In fact, those who go to our church who are listening, then they'll already know what we're thinking. So we'll, we'll give some background here real quick. Um, as of March 9th of 2020, there were around 110,000 cases reported worldwide. Uh, what's happening right now in America um, is that many businesses are beginning to ask their people to self-quarantine if they uh, do any kind of overseas travel. Uh, many are even asking their employees to begin to work from home. In our state, uh, which is Wisconsin, uh, the, two of the, our major universities, University in, uh, of Wisconsin in Madison and also in Milwaukee, they have extended spring break for an extra two weeks out of concerns. In fact, Madison's just going to do everything online at this point. Um, Even though in Madison, there's not a single case of the coronavirus. And in Milwaukee, they have one guy who's a little sick. And so they're testing to see if maybe he has it, but they don't even know that. But already, you know, thousands of students just, hey, stay home. Um, Worldwide though, major events, conferences are being canceled, even nations are reacting to it wholesale. So Italy is now on lockdown, essentially. Um, Angela Merkel of Germany just warned that perhaps two-thirds of Germany could contract uh, this virus and and it's freaking people out. Uh, We ourselves have members who ask about it in relation to some traveling overseas that you and I are about ready to do in just a few days. We're going to go to the beautiful land of Ethiopia and... Mm -hmm. They're like, should you go? And what are you going to do? And aren't you concerned? Um, Currently, more than 800 people have died from this virus. But I want to emphasize this word, worldwide. Um, The the very old and the very young are the ones who are most at risk if it is contracted uh, or if you have a compromised immune system. So it's the people who normally get sick and die. due to the viruses right now that it seems to be affecting. Uh, but on a kind of somewhat humorous note, in America, the answer to all things is stock up on toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and bottled water. And so you go to the store. I was over at Walgreens, and they had like three rolls of toilet paper left mm. and then completely bare um, shelf. I almost grabbed them just just for continuity it's like might as well i mean yeah. just empty the shelf all the way well i was picking up my my malaria meds for ethiopia have and... you taken those not yet 
I take them. I start the day before. Oh, I have to start. You have the weekly ones. Yeah, I have the ones that give you supposedly really cool dreams, but I've never had a cool dream yet. Well, I usually forget to take mine because they are daily and I don't take pills (laughs) otherwise. So it's not even on my mind. But I went to pick up my malaria meds. And whenever I do that, I'm in the habit of always grabbing those little tiny bottles of hand sanitizer. Because they're always right there at the pharmacy and we use them in Ethiopia. Right. And it's like, now I need them. And so I asked her, I'm like, where's the hand sanitizer? She laughed at me. <laughs> she's like, are you serious? I said, well, yeah. And she's like, yeah, someone came through and just bought them all. I was like, oh, someone freaking out? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, great. Yeah. So President Trump, uh, he has just uh, directed Vice President Pence to oversee the situation here in the United States. And so... We're watching uh, other people, such as in the Christian world, there are those who see this as either the impending end of the world. I've been seeing some articles popping up about, you know, pestilences and could this be one of the horsemen of revelation? Where a third of the world dies. Oh, yeah. Um, It's also some who are saying that it's God's judgment upon the wicked, such as the transgender and homosexual movements. Uh, and then you have those who are flat out canceling church services out of concerns related to the virus, something we, at least at this point, would never even consider. And then you have that humorous, but actually rather sickening story of Bethel and uh, Reading, where uh, they shut it down because of fears of the virus. Um, and I would argue that they need to be roundly mocked for their obvious well, it was, hypocrisy. Uh... Sick healing services. Yeah. In fact, they're telling their people, don't go to the hospitals because, you know, it's like, wait a second. Your theology says that God has no room for sickness. But this is coming from a man who can't correct eyesight problems in his own life. And he's got more wrinkles now, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, again, they Bethel should be mocked every chance we get. So, in all of that, as You're pastors. Like yeah, I am. Yeah, but less cool. No, when you can call down fire. Well, if I could go I up, be impressed. I, I'd be impressed if I could go up to heaven without dying in on, in a fiery chariot. That's pretty pretty cool too, but I doubt that. Anyhow, what do we think about it? That's what we want to do. Is how since this is a pastoral podcast, um, we want to just give a pastoral perspective on something that is on everybody's mind right now. So. Mm. What's the first thing that this reveals about people? Because that's what I always think. Is yeah. what, what, okay, I'm watching everybody respond one way or the other. What are we learning about people? Yeah, it's a commentary on where, yeah. how we're thinking. Yeah, so we're just going to tick off some things on what this is showing us. But first and foremost, um, it's showing that people are afraid of dying and more afraid of dying than they'd like to admit. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is a, a, there's mass hysteria. I mean, a wholesale freaking out by many, um, even though there's nothing indicating that they are currently at right. risk. Um, they're running out of Walgreens, clutching hand sanitizer <laughs> and toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it also shows how people are very easily manipulated. Um, you know, the press in America right now is using this to drive ratings and which of course is showing little concern for the accuracy of of right truth it's 24 hours a day coronavirus Mm -hmm. and top of the twitter 
oh. trends. I mean, it's it's everywhere. Um, it's always interesting to watch people who hold to um, something even like a Darwinistic worldview um, and how they just react so badly and fearfully to news like this. Yeah, and people should pay attention to what we're going to say right now because, you know, good chance you're dealing with people who argue for evolution and they say, you know, they'll mock you for your Christian worldview and your, your understanding of how the world was made and everything else. But yeah. think about this, what we're going to say here. Well, here's where we get kind of... Um, Snarky? We provoke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, so for from that evolutionary or Darwinistic worldview, technically, they should see this as a positive. Um, for, you know, why? Because evolution... Is in their it? view, you know, weeds out the weak and the unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Bring it. In other words, bring it. And if I'm one of the strong ones, then cool, I can spread my evolutionary DNA along and we'll all be happy. But you weak ones. Right. Yeah. Um, so what it really reveals, though, is is how bankrupt that whole system of thinking really is. I mean, for any utilitarian value, I mean, they're all freaking out. Because despite the fact that their worldview tells them that this should be a good thing. Um, so in theory, evolution's fine, but in reality, it's vile. Yeah. It's frightening. It creates panic and fear. So that and, would be and, and we and we don't want it. We don't we don't we don't want to believe it the moment we're confronted with what it actually would argue for. So but yeah, people are afraid of dying, right? They mm -hmm. don't want to die and they don't want to be found weak. Another one is we're, 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 we see how people are lovers of money. And, and the point we're making here is how the stock market has tanked right now in America. Now, there's more issues than that, just the coronavirus, but uh, they're taking a beating. Um, and right away, we have all kinds of fear in people's minds, right? They're, they're watching their stock portfolio go down and um, many are assuming that the strong economy and strong financial returns were something they could depend upon. Uh, and this shocks them in ways that they didn't anticipate. So, you know, now they're like, not only could we get sick and die, but you know, I mean, every the money I'm going to depend on for my older, uh, later years and everything else is disappearing. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And again, it just reminds us that, uh, at the core, most people love their money and, and riches. Yeah. Um, third, people like to worry. Um, Golly, do they? Again, the number of conversations about this is, is ma uh, pretty amazing. Um, the reality though, is most people have utterly no idea of what it is or how this thing works. Um, but they all have very strong opinions on what should or should not be done about it. And you're seeing this in the news analytics every second of the day. And it's annoying. So many of the conversations that we're hearing, though, personally, are built around that infamous what if. Yep. Um, the, the amount of anger by some people because institutions and governments are not, you know, quote, doing enough. It's just staggering. Um, you know, what, what should be done? Well, few know, but we should be doing something. Right. But what is that something? It's very undefined because... No, it's, it's, it's easy, Matt. Toilet paper and hand sanitizer. What are, aren't you paying attention? Uh, obviously not, because it's all gone before I get to it. I'm just so. telling you that whoever owns toilet paper companies right now, they're like, yes. Yeah. There's some backdoor deal that went down. The toilet oh, yeah. paper companies have 
kind of like the solar power farms and stuff. Somebody made a lot of money. Or the blue bag makers for recyclables. Yeah, which now they're discovering the blue bags are no good and they're going to switch to a different kind of bag. <laughs> like, <laughs> why do we keep voting these people into the office? Anyhow. Um, and then finally, we would argue that in America, at least, uh, another thing we see is that safety is one of our great idols, right? Mm -hmm. This think of the children, think of the children. It's our motto for living. And so risk and living in a world of risk is something that we really ought to be avoiding. Uh, so we want everything to be sanitized and sharp edges to be rounded off and scary things to be made nice and everything needs to be known and accounted for. So then when something like the coronavirus comes on the scene, we lose it because it, it, we can't account for it. We, you know, we, what do we do with this? It came from China and what are we going to do? And everyone starts to lose it because things are maybe not as safe, even though it was no more safe yesterday than it is today. I mean, right. we live in a world broken, fallen by sin. Death reigns. Our obituaries every day are filled with people who died. Um, and that's this before coronavirus was even around. And yet we just assume that tomorrow is ours to have. And so it just reveals so much about the spiritual state of yeah. the people we live with and even ourselves. So now we need to say, so, okay, so that's just free, cheap observations. What are some things that we would pastorally say to our people that they ought to remember? Well, first, Wuhan should get rid of their wet markets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, um, <laughs> first thing is, of course, God is sovereign. Um, you know, even over something like a virus, um, he is the creator and nothing exists apart from him. I, I just think it's ironic. I just finished preaching on, um, the leper right. and just seeing the power and the authority of Christ to make clean that which he desires in a moment. Um, you know, we're reading through the Bible as a church, and in Deuteronomy, we just re read about how Israel decided not to trust God when they saw those giants in Canaan, and the result, of course, was that 40 years of now wandering until the entire generation just dies. Yeah, what a... I think I, I did the math on that when I was in seminary. It was something like two or 3,000 people every day died for it to cover the 40 years, and I'm like... Do you see the amount of bodies. Yeah. I mean, everybody's burying somebody every day, every day, yeah. seven days a week for 40 years. I'm just like, and at the end of it, Moses is, look, <laughs> your, your forefathers, your, your parents are all dead and in the ground. Don't do that. And yeah. of course we know what happens. Yeah. Um, but in that, in that story, um, though they saw the faithfulness and the power of God over and over again, it was not enough for them. No, um, Safety was, was paramount. Um, and what it revealed there is that comfort was in fact their true God and how they're just longing for the leeks and the garlic. Yeah, and, and the cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> Woe is us. We were slaves and being beaten, but we had cucumbers every night. <laughs> my leeks. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid manna from heaven. <laughs> I hate to say it, but we'd be, we'd right be no there different. With them. I know. I, know. Oh, yes. I mean, good. how many times, how many different ways can you saute 
manna. I mean, I've got two. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we're all this way, guys. Yeah. In fact, if you don't believe us, listen to our anthropology series, and we're now getting into the doctrine of sin, and and we're all just sad creatures, but it's true. Yeah, um, yeah so so we would just simply tell people on this one to, to go back to the scriptures and remind yourself of who God is. Um, you know, listen listen to the for instance, the vastness of hope built into these verses. In Colossians 1, 16 through 17, it says, For by him, that is Christ, all things were created. Including coronavirus. Right, both in heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So the fact that this virus hasn't gone away yet, well, you have to conclude based on this verse is because Jesus is holding it together yeah, and keeping it there. And it's for him and it's going to accomplish his purposes. And if you can get your head around that, uh, for at least for me, a lot of peace comes because it's like, all right, I don't quite understand that. And I'm not really looking forward to getting sick if I get sick, but Christ is present. Yeah. So I, it's not like, okay, this one he forgot about. And it's like, oh man. Sorry about that, guys. You know, uh, it it's there, and he's holding it together, like you said, and mm-hmm. he's he's he controls it. Uh, he's before all things, so right. we don't have anything to be worried about. Um, you got two other ones, Psalm one fifteen, uh, uh, verse three. It says that our God is in heaven; he does whatever he pleases. So again, what's going on with this? It's whatever God pleases will happen. What? How do we know what it is? We're going to have to look backwards. Uh, we don't know what the future lies, but we know that it will be as God ordained. Um, so in Proverbs 16, 4, he says that the Lord has prepared everything, everything for his purpose. And then he adds this, even the wicked for the day of disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, God is at work in all of this and we need to remember it. God is sovereign. Right. And so we would, we would say to the fearful Christian or ask, why do you fear um, can you not see the sufficiency of Christ in this? Can you not show a hope that is in the sovereignty of your God? And we would say that events like this stand as a rebuke to so many who are filled with that fear and anxiety and yet say that they trust their Lord, even more so to those who like to speak much of his sovereignty. Um, if God has ordained you or me to get this virus and even to die because of it, nothing's going to thwart his hand. Right. Nothing shall stay his hand. John 21 tells of Peter being told of that manner of his death by Jesus. Yeah. Um, I, this is a favorite story of mine. Yeah. Do you want to tell it? Well, no, it's just, I, poor Peter. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> you going know, to die. Yeah, well, yeah. but just before that, he's freaking out because he's going to see Jesus and he had denied him. And then Jesus gives the thrice repeated, do you love me? Feed my sheep, feed my lambs, right? And And now at the end of that, everything's better. And then Jesus tells him, yeah, okay, here's how you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> By what manner, right? Um, how would you like to that all your days that you have left, you know exactly in what manner yep. it's going to come? And history tells us likely he was crucified upside yep. down. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Jesus says, um, or he, you know, Peter looks over at, John and asks, what about him? And, and, and right at that moment, John is resting his head on the bosom of Jesus, it says on his chest. So there, there he is. He's just leaning against his buddy, Jesus. And he's like, well, what about him? (laughs) The one whom he loved. Yeah. (laughs) 
uh, I don't let them, never mind. That won't be helpful. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, and, and then in John 21 and 20, uh, verse 22, it says that Jesus says to him, if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? Follow me. And then he just gives that command again. Right. Be a disciple. Um, and we would just counsel the same. We would say, stop worrying about yourself and about others and simply be busy in your responsibility to follow G Jesus Christ. And you're going to do fine at that point. Um, the second thing we'd say is that God is all powerful, uh, which is obviously tightly control, uh, connected to that sovereignty, right? Uh, the Psalm 62, 11, once God has spoken twice. I have heard this, that power belongs to God or Jeremiah 10, 12. It is he who made the earth by his power who established the world by his wisdom and by his understanding stretched out the heavens. Um, or Psalm 36, 6, your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like a great deep, O Lord. You preserve man and beast. There it's not talking overtly of power, but the idea that God is the one who preserves everything that we have, it speaks of that ability or the power then to do that. So he doesn't merely possess power. It's not like power is some commodity out there and that God has it. Rather, power's source is actually found in the person of God. And therefore, being infinite, then all power belongs to him and it cannot, will not ever diminish, which is kind of cool. Um, so when you look at an earthquake and I've been through, live, actually lived through one, you know, they're merely, a, merely the tiniest of a shrug of God, if you will. Um, and in the midst of a great storm, we see Jesus commanding the waters to be still, and they were immediately still. still. Um, so again, what power is going to lie in this virus that exceeds the power of our Father in heaven? He is the one who preserves us all. And so we would say to the fearful, just turn your heart to consider the vastness of this universe. Stop for a second. Turn off Fox News or NMM. And whatever it is, MSNBC or CNN or whatever you're watching, just turn it off yeah. and just go outside and look up at the heavens and just consider the vastness of it. Consider the multitude of ways you see God's power expressed in it. And then just remember that above all of that is God sitting above it. Right, right. And then in this one, you've heard us talk about it multiple times if you've been a listener to our podcast. Um, but we are to see good in suffering. Um, if, if we're to become ill or even face that impending death, then what? Um, do we, at that moment, just decide to now abandon God or to, are we going to shake off our claims of faith in him? Well, no. Um, you know, surely at that moment, then we, we kiss that very hand that afflicts us and learn the lesson of giving thanks in all things. Uh, we remember the words of James in chapter one, we consider it nothing and that, I mean, this is a command. He says, I command you to consider it nothing but joy when we encounter trials and suffering. For we know that through those trials, um, that we know that through the trials and the hurt of those trials that God is present. Um, and in that, therefore, we're being made mature. It's that right. the trial itself that's shaping and fashioning us. Yeah, the, the trial hurts, but yeah, we count it nothing but joy. Right. And we, we remember then that we live in a fallen world and that death and sickness is the result of sin. And so we shouldn't be shocked when sickness comes, but rather we should be more shocked actually when it doesn't. Right. Um, if God has ordained that out of the weakness 
um, his power is, is made manifest, then we ought not to be afraid of being brought low by something like an illness. Rather, we should prepare our souls for that time when most certainly we shall become weak, um, whether it's now or even in years to come. And just to make another dig at Bethel um, Church, you know, again, that's the evil that they do is that they say that sickness does not belong in the economy of God in this age. And it's an over-realized eschatology, really, the fancy idea of it. But it, you tell the person then in their state of weakness that this is not where they ought to be, but they can't fix it. Right. They can't fix it. So what do they do? Instead of looking at the scripture and seeing that in the midst of this weakness, God's powers may manifest. So abide there. And uh. and you, you just see the destroying of faith. Yep. And the, those are the kinds that I think what Paul's talking about when those false teachers make shipwreck yeah. people's faith. Yeah. Because then things like this happen, then they have nothing. Everything that they knew to be true disintegrates. Yeah. It, 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 it does the Bethel stuff and things like that really get under skin. If you haven't noticed, um, we also need to then remember that death is not something that we are to fear. Um, real briefly on that, Paul reminds us that to live is to be for Christ, but to God die is gain because we are then with Christ or, or Jesus. He said, don't fear those who can kill the body, including a virus, but fear God who can both destroy body and soul. And so our question to any Christian is, dear Christian, whom and what do you most fear? Right. And then finally, we need to remember the call to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. Um, use this time to not be like those around us who are living without hope, but instead model a true hope. Uh, use this time to speak to those who fear death, that they might know the one who's conquered death. Use this time to show kindness and grace to your enemies. Um, in other words, don't let this virus and the rhetoric around this virus control you. Rather, walk in humility and in obedience to your Lord. And you'll do well. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, but in all things, you'll give thanks to the Lord and follow Him. Yep. So these are our thoughts. Next time, we'll talk about something else. But until then, make sure to tune in. Join the conversation. Let us know what you... Actually, don't. Don't let us know yeah, what you think. Yeah, because we don't care. <laughs> and, and don't, <laughs> but do, uh, do not forget to like, share, comment, rate, and review. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And tell all your friends. And buy toilet paper. <laughs>